I may work at Starbucks, I may work at Walmart, I may work in construction, but I work for the Lord. And that work is never going to be wasted, and that work is important work. And so that means whatever we do, if it's lawful, we are able to glorify God and make a difference in this world by good work. This is Fixed on Jesus. Welcome to Fixed on Jesus. This is the Runaway Train podcast where we hop on. We don't really know where we're going, but we're all going to get there together and we can get there fast, right, Mark Johnson? You cannot get off. You can't. I can't. Heather can't. But everybody else can. You can push the pause button. You could shoot us into the sun if you want, but I hope you don't. My name is Rich, your host, and we also have sitting across the table, Mark Johnson Jr. Hello. Hello. Behind the glass, we have Heather Corbett, who's our production maven, manager, whatever you want to call it. She's already laughing and smiling. She's laughing, which is a good sign. That's a good sign. I didn't sing. Now, continuing, pursuant to your... To your Christian cultural education, oh, Mark, again. I need to here yes, I need to educate you on something called flannel graphs. You know what those are? Me. Flannel graphs. No Did, idea. No. <laughs> I know what a flannel is, and I know what a graph is. But when you put them together, it sounds flannel like graph. That I know about. You have no idea what that is. No. So a flannel. Am I supposed to? Like, was I supposed to know? I, I just. It's surprising to me that there's a segment of the population who doesn't know what that is. Because I grew up with them. Don't don't Google it and oh. don't ask Chat GPT. <laughs> but flannel graphs were the way. We learned every Bible story in growing up as a kid in Sunday school. Maybe you just open the Bible and read it. No, 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 no. no, no. We had flannel graphs instead. Oh. And so essentially what it was was a, a, a let's see, how would I say this? I like do a, want to see a visual, a board. so I'm going to Google it. Go ahead. A board with, like a, with a piece of flannel attached to it. <laughs> and then you would have Bible characters, or at least whatever they thought the Bible characters looked like, that would stick to the flannel graph. They, 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 these little characters they cut out and you stick to the flannel board. And so you have, like, if you're going to talk about Queen Esther, here's Queen Esther. She's got a queen on her, uh, a crown on. Like yeah, that? like that. But that's not really. No. no. That's it's way cheesier. Like the pictures, all the men look the same. All the women look the same. Like stick people? Stick not people. stick people. Just kind of like, you know what they look like? They look like white people, honestly. Even though we were talking about Jewish people, they're all white people with, with blonde hair and blue eyes, and it was really kind of awkward now that I look back. But So what age, you know, people listening to this, if they're over what age should, would they know this? Well, probably if you're over 35. Okay. I just turned 32, so I'm getting well, And grew up in church. Yeah, that's true. You didn't grow okay. up in church. And so anyway, flannel graphs, I, we've got to have some around here, I would imagine. Um, but they were, Oh, Heather's got a picture. Yeah. So like, see how the women, all they look the same and the men, they look the same. There's always some camels in there. You put camels (laughs) in the background and then there's, there's, you know, a dog or two or whatever. So anyway, uh, you need to, my assignment to you before, like, in the I want you to be able to like touch and feel how some flannel graphs work and, and then maybe you can come back and tell us about them. Maybe. All right. What are we talking about today? Other than uh, historical, weird Christian things, uh, we are going to talk about working work for the glory of God. So 
Um, I have a few questions, but I mean, we're commanded to work we're yep. as Christians and we're commanded to glorify him in that work. Mm-hmm. So is the best kind of work ministry or full-time ministry? That's what people think. Yeah. People so think, you're doing the best work. You're no, doing the Lord. People no, say you're doing no, the Lord's work. No, no, no. Like, I don't like that. We are all doing the Lord's work. Um, here's the thing I think is a mistake. Like a lot of people think the highest level of work done by Christians is full-time ministry. That's not true. Mm. Uh, that is absolutely not true. Are you just being humble? True. No, I'm, I'm being biblical. But you're supposed to be humble. Okay, but I'm being biblical. You're trying to, you're, you're, that's a distinction without a difference, Mark. And so, uh, what I'm being biblical. And so, like, what we have here is we have a command to work, but like all Christians everywhere are in ministry. Every person is in ministry. We are all, we're all among those that have been sent as the Great Commission to go and teach and, Mm -hmm. and train and, and all that stuff. And so, um, we're all on mission and, the only difference is only a handful, a very few get paid for that job. Uh, the rest of us are in ministry just the same. And so that's one thing I really want to I really want to undermine is the idea that pastoral ministry or working for the church is somehow more holy or better than other kind of work. Not true at all. Yeah. Um, I heard a story, uh, Don Carson, D.A. Carson, the biblical scholar, told a story one time that's really stuck with me. He said, this is from, he said he had one of his friends, he read this or something like that. And someone asked his friend, uh, what do you do for a living? He goes, oh, I'm a minister of Jesus Christ. And he goes, oh, so do you work for a church? No. But what do you do? Well, I'm a minister. I, I serve Jesus. Well, then you're not working for a church? And he goes, oh, you mean pay the bills? Oh, I'm a butcher. Yeah, um, that's a good way to put but it. But what I do is I'm a, I'm a Christian who serves who serves the Lord, and I've uh, been tempted to answer que- that question like that. Yeah, just because well, I didn't want to talk about it. Do it, and you can kind of be super spiritual like that guy that D.A. Carson <laughs> talked about. But uh, uh, yeah, so the so uh, any work that is lawful is good. So mm. any work, like so, work is on it. Like you think everything from the military to sales to construction, the stuff that like, obviously stuff that's illegal or not honorable, you know, those things are not, that's not legit. But the, the point is not what we do, but it's how we do what we do. Mm. Um, Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So let's say you work at a, at a Walmart, Walmart. Yeah. Let's say you're a greeter at Walmart or something like that. When you go to work at Walmart, your first loyalty is not to the management there, but it's to the Lord. Don't tell Walmart that. No, Walmart would, if Walmart would wish that everybody worked that way, because if they all yeah. thought of themselves as first responsible to the Lord and second, their manager, they'd have the best employees on the planet. Mm. And so that's what so I- hire Christians, guys, clearly. Uh, hire Christians who understand the score, not yeah. just Christians who are like just- lollygagging through life. Uh, that's different. But I'd say what we have is here, what we have is a, a commendation, no matter what work we do, no matter how menial or mundane it seems, what what we're doing is we work heartily. When no one's looking, we're working hard. We clock in at the right time. We clock out at the right time. Mm. We don't steal things. We don't We don't fudge on our numbers. We don't we don't take advantage of the company. We don't do those things, not just because we don't want to, you know, be dishonest or 
or because we, we, you know, we don't want to do something wrong. I mean, that's true, but because we work for the Lord and we're looking to honor him in all that we do because he watches us in our work. You know, he sees if we're working hard. He sees if we're giving all, our all. And so there's a, it's just, this is one of the ways in which we as Christians have just the normalness of life, the mundaneness of life, the, the day in and day out life just redeemed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, where we can say, you know what? I may work at Starbucks. I may work at Walmart. I may work um, in construction, but I work for the Lord. And that work is never going to be wasted, and that work is important work. And so that means whatever we do, if it's lawful, we are able to glorify God and make a difference in this world by good work. Gotcha. That's great. I guess touching on how you defined it, I would just ask, is there certain vocations or jobs that could glorify God for one person but maybe be a stumbling block for others? Oh, sure. Like it would be kind of like conscious dependent. Yeah, I mean, there's some, oh, sure. I don't want to name too many because I've personally worked in some things that (laughs) I won't want to mention. You have, exactly. Now you're a Christian, so different time, different place. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine a, uh, I can imagine somebody not wanting to be in, say, car sales who they don't want to sell cars to people with interest rates on the loans that are exorbitant. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's not good because you're still providing someone transportation, but their conscience might not feel great about that. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like like it depends if they're taking advantage or what, you know, and so like that's so much of that's case by case. And so I, I think that that's where we have to just have we have to have a thoroughgoing check of our conscience to make sure that we're not just searing our conscience to do what we need to do, but also saying, is this right? Is this ethical? And people are going to have different answers to that on yeah. some things because it's not always cut and dry. Right. Okay. So there's room for some interpretation. Absolutely. And conscience yeah. for, for Absolutely. Each I mean, every person, whatever work they do, they need to sleep and they need to have a clear conscience before the Lord. Yeah. Where you have a job, your job, your boss, before your boss at work is your boss, your boss is Jesus. Yeah. Work for him. And he, you know what? He's going to reward you for your hard work done in secret, done when nobody sees. He's going to, you, you think you're not getting anywhere. You think you're stuck in a dead end job. You think what you're doing doesn't matter. It's not true. It's not true. The Lord sees. And as you work for him, he will reward you. Mm-hmm. Now, it may not be in this life and it may not be with a bonus and it may not be with the corner office or anything like that. But when you do good work, when you're honest and you're, and you do you do the work to the best of your ability, uh, there's reward in that. Right, okay. So then it kind of makes me think of uh, William Wilberforce. Yes. How he, Tell us who he was. Mark. Yeah, so he was a, what, what would you consider, an aristocrat? Like He was, he was yeah, he was aristocratic. Yeah. Yeah. So he was born into wealth, and the culture at that time would say that. In England. What's that? In England. Yeah, in England, that that someone that wealthy should just spend most of their time in leisure. Yeah, being a gentleman being and pursuing a gentleman. Yeah. polo and yeah, exactly, almost Baccarat like elitism, and alcohol and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But what and, did he do? And he was in a situation where he worked in Parliament. Right. He was a minister of Parliament. Being, I think he was saved around that time. Yep. And his moral dilemma was, 
you know, I want, I'm considering being a pastor. I, I don't think I should be in parliament. And, and why? Like, why did he want to be a pastor? Uh, because he thought that was the best way to glorify the Lord. And that was the Lord's work, kind of what we were talking and about. And so he went to who? John Newton. And John Newton said what? He said, no, the Lord has you right there for a reason, um, you know, where you can make an impact with yep. your with your status and you can be used by the Lord in that way. Absolutely. So that was, and, sounded like great advice. So you, and, the Lord can use you no matter and what. And what did Wilberforce at. do? Do you remember? He, Yeah, I do. Um, he eventually, and it was a long battle, uh, he eventually ended the slave trade in England. That's right. And John Newton, his mentor, and maybe even his pastor, he was in a way, pastor, yeah. from, from a distance. No, oh, was, that's another, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So John Newton was a slave trader. Yeah, slave he was. Ship, slave ship trader who yeah. eventually repented yeah. and was critical in the banning of it exactly. by testifying. Yeah. And before parliament, before, his first hand yeah. testimony about the, the, cause a lot Trust. of people in parliament were saying that, that the slaves were treated well as they were brought over from Africa. And, and Newton was like, no, no. they were not. <laughs> and so first hand account. Yeah. First hand account. So John Newton, the pastor of William Wilberforce said, no, like essentially he takes this, he takes his principle we're talking about, about work being good and says, no, you've got good work to do in the parliament. Yeah. And and he worked in the slave trade. And then eventually slavery was, was abolished in England. And that was work done by a Christian in a very pagan context. Yeah. And so all of us have a ministry at our work. Yeah. You know, so like if you're listening and you work in a secular environment, which is most of us, you've got a ministry there. You have... A, you can make a difference there for for Jesus. Yeah. Don't just think you're wasting your life away because you're not in ministry. I'm in ministry and I can't. I don't get to share the gospel with my coworkers. Well, I do, but most <laughs> of them know are it. saved. They're saved, you yeah. know. And so I hope so. That's that's a loss. I miss that. I miss yeah. those conversations. I don't get to have those conversations right. anymore. I mean, I do, but like about you know with people who I not who I work with, but it's that's I, that's a loss for me. I miss that. Yeah. Great. So on another relevant idea, how do you know, think of like a younger person, how do you know what the Lord's calling you to do or what he's calling you to work in? How would you determine that? Like you, you have the desire to glorify him in what you do. Yeah. You're not sure which direction to go. The Lord has given us abilities and yeah. things we like. Mm. Work, work with something you enjoy, you know, and the, the Lord isn't going to, you know, make us do something we hate long term, probably. But if, because at least in our context, since we can be trained and apply for jobs that um, are along with our skill set, go mm. for it, you know. And if you feel like you have a specific call, talk to talk to your family, talk to people in your small group, talk to others about, hey, does this seem to fit for me? And you know, because I do believe the Lord calls and places people in different vocations, you know. And so, go for it with all your heart. You know, it's one of those yeah. places there's freedom. I mean, you you feel called to work at a grocery store, go with all your heart. You feel called to work at a coffee shop, go with all your heart. You feel called to be a pastor, go with all your heart. You, have a, you know, do you feel called to be a lawyer, doctor, whatever, go with all your heart. There's freedom there. Yeah, and then the other side of that is just knowing myself and, and others, it's easy to put work first. So how do we f avoid falling in the trap of making work our idol? Oh. You know, oh, like yeah. it's a big part of our culture, especially in America is, sure is Dunkin' Donuts and work. You know, America runs on Dunkin'. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I've never that connection. I had to think about for a second. There's but, a, there's a strong connection between the expansion of Dunkin' Donuts and our GDP going up, related to the caffeine and coffee. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's probably another comp- conversation for another podcast. But um, I think men in particular are are tempted to think, "I am what I do." Yeah, and that's not very true. tempting. And women too, in different ways. We are not what we do. We are we. So we can feel free to give our work heartily when it's time to work. When it's time to stop working, stop. Put the phone away. Don't check email. Mm. Um, and go about your work at home. Serve your family. Gotcha. Yeah, you're right, though. That could be a totally separate topic. But, um, yeah, thanks for touching on that. Sure. And thank you for listening. Um, again, there's show notes and whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to find a specific reference or a topic um that we talked about or you're you're seeking you're looking through all our different episodes and you want to find one specific question feel free to check those out as well and if you have any questions suggestions um things you want to make fun of either of us for email us at production at centergilbert.com and you'll get to hear the email bell when we answer your question i might hit it a few times you you guys gotta you just don't see all right we need to say goodbye mark because you're gonna want to ring the bell i i won't ring it again but you should see their eyes when i do oh it's the best i wish this was on video all right everybody let's (laughs) put him out of his ministry see you later